Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Welcome to the Rap Party, where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here, today with Pastor Brian. What's up, everybody? He continued our series Witness, where he shared about an example for us and what it means to follow Jesus by looking at Billy Graham. And so in this series Witness, we're looking at Christians who point to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And as we live our lives, we look to Jesus, as did these different witnesses that we've been looking at. Pastor Brian, great message this morning talking about Billy Graham. I really appreciate the time you've put in to delivering the Word of God for us. Um, So God used Billy Graham as an instrument to teach so many people about the gospel, including an eight-year-old Brian. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and then remind us what your message was about this morning? Yeah, you know, I I was raised in a Christian home, but... (laughs) Like Billy Graham says in one of his sermons, it's not because you're born in a Christian home that that makes you a Christian. Um, but I was raised in a godly home. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was really young, five years old. But watching a movie that he made, um, and so for our listeners, that if you guys are interested, it's it's a pretty old movie. It's, it's called The Prodigal um, back in 1983. And um, Billy Graham, it's, it's one of the movies that he kind of like produced. And so he's preaching at the end of it. Um, and just at the end of, of that, that movie, like, it was so clear that I, I mean, I belonged to Christ and I just wanted to serve him and, and live for him the rest of my life. And so, um, I, I couldn't wait. And, and as soon as I could, I, I rushed to my dad's office and, um, just, uh, really dedicated my life. Um, and, and I can look back now, 34 years later and see, well, it, it it was a decision that I never turned back on. So it yep. was real, even though we could mm-hmm. say, well, you're only eight years old. Like what sins did you really confess? But, right. you know, as I was thinking about that, I realized like it, it really is true that it's not the size of the, of the sin. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. you feel that need and you feel separated. It doesn't matter how old you are or whatever, like it's real. Um, and so I, I can, I can prove that it's real because of the fruit, you know? Yeah. So I've never looked back since. Awesome. Yeah, so you talked about uh, a little bit about Billy Graham discovering his purpose in the early years of mm-hmm. his ministry and even even of his life. Um, and you then talked about how um, we're, we're called to run our race. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, how do we discover our purpose? Like, um, where do we go? Where do we look? Yeah, well, um, since the main theme of, of this whole series was based off of Hebrews 12 and running your race, and it's actually one of my favorite verses, um, and I love how it ends with then just talking about how pointing to Jesus, which right. is what you mentioned at the beginning. Um, you know, um, one one aspect of, of running is fulfilling the call. Now, I'll add this. Before you can fulfill the call of God in your life, you need to be firm in your faith. Yeah. So I encouraged our um our, our listeners to really just dig into the word of God and that Billy had to actually go through a, a moment like that of revelation of where, even though there were so many people that were kind of um, wondering if the Bible was really the word of God that, you know, he realized, you know what, I want to, um, I need to make a decision. I need to know what I believe. And so it was by faith that he yeah. um, accepted, he didn't just accept Christ. He accepted the reliability and the authority mm-hmm. of scripture, which is, which is huge. Um, because based on that, because of that belief, it kind of made things safe to where then the revelation would just be there. So I know I went on a tangent, but I wanted to say that because um, it's only once you're firm in the faith that you can really start like to want to 
fulfill the call right. of God in your life um, because otherwise it's going to be pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. So you have to be firm. You have That's to be grounded. Point. You know, Psalm 1 talks about us being like a tree planted by by the waters, you know. And so it's interesting because when you look at the picture of water, it makes you think of the water as the word. Um, the word is, is is the water, but also even the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. can can have that that analogy sometimes uh the you know the spirit the, the well that comes from within you right. is, is the word of god and the spirit um and so um just so important to be grounded so i would say that was the, that's the first thing you know so make sure you're firm in the faith but then to fulfill the call of god in your life what that means is to and so i, I shared just three points just run your race um choose who you run with and um and stay on on track and those were uh, things that i really saw in in the life of billy graham um, that I think we can be really inspired by for you to run your race, not someone else's, um, to, for you to really run with someone to realize, you know, I shared that in, in this post COVID era where we got used to binge watching and being isolated mm-hmm. more than ever, we need to have people around us. Um, and, and, and there's, there's, um, there's beauty in that. And if you're running with the right people who are on the same track as you, then they're also, um, um, there's also unity there, which is huge. Um, and then, uh, you know, the last thing is just stay on track. And I, I use the fact that, but man, Billy Graham, he, he never went off message. Mm-hmm. Like no matter where he was, whatever country he was, whatever situation uh, with communism on national TV, whatever it may be, like he stayed the course. And that, that was really a, a, a beautiful lesson for me. Yeah. There's something just about the steadiness and, and being grounded yeah. know, that, that really, uh, stands the test of time, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, continuing with that race analogy, I just have this picture in my mind, how, you know, you said we're not running alone. And I think everybody's kind of seen these videos where, um, there's a race and the guy in second place falls down, yeah. but instead of finishing the race, the person in first place, they stop and they help them up mm-hmm. and they cross mm-hmm. the finish line yeah, together. Yeah. And that's kind of that idea of, we're not running alone. We're, we're meant to encourage each other, help yeah. each other out. Yeah. Um, so that's a really awesome picture. Of, yeah, it's not about exactly being what you're first. About. It's about crossing. Right. The exactly. Line. Yeah. And, and helping each other get there, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's almost like, you know, maybe sometimes you have to drag somebody along, but it's just to get them yeah. pointed back towards Jesus. And sometimes you can drag them along, but, but then again, um, you got to also have discernment in the relationships that you have, there may be some that you, you need to drag along and then there's others. You just need to let them be right. um, and trust that God will use someone else, mm-hmm. you know, um, because if it's detrimental to your growth, you have to also make right. a choice. I think it's very important to choose who you run with. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so there are, so I remember this one friend of mine in France who was really having a hard time because he was so influenced by a lot of his friends and, and, and he started growing once he realized that even though I'm supposed to be a witness to everyone, like I have to cut ties with mm-hmm. with with some of these friends. So it's really it's, it is true that you have to at one point maybe make that decision um, for your own health right. um, and trust that that you know that y- you're a part of their story, but you're not the whole story. Mm-hmm. So God has maybe someone else that right. can lead them if if they so wish. But then it's also their choice. They can also, yeah. as I shared this morning, just stay on the sidelines and not get back up again. And um, it's not what we wish for anybody, but in the end, it is everyone's choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, to finish well, you need to start well. Uh, what about somebody who's who might say like, well, I'm 39 years old. Uh, I don't even know where the starting line <laughs> is. Or, or maybe somebody might say, um, I've been running the wrong way my whole life. Like, what do you say to somebody who maybe doesn't know where the where the race is being run, 
or they've just given up. Like, how can how can you encourage somebody to get up and continue the race or yeah. uh, find that starting line? To make it really simple is really just point to the gospel and, and how we are to respond to the gospel, which is simply um, repent, receive. And I, I use this word relinquish. Repent, receive, relinquish. And that can happen every day of your life. You know, it's not like a one-time thing and then it's done. Like if you feel like you have slowed down on your race or you're literally sitting down, like that's for you too. Repent, repent. Say, God, I'm sorry. I haven't been following you as much as I should. God, forgive me. I don't have the first love that I used to have. Let me spend time with you right now. Sorry. You know, repent and then receive everything that God gives you. Like that's the thing is once you repent, what does that mean? That means to turn around. Now you're facing Jesus right. and you can receive everything. And he's always arms wide open. He's the father in the prodigal son story that's running towards you. Mm -hmm. you're, if you start running towards him, he starts running towards you. Draw near to me. I will draw near to you. He's there already. He's ready. He can't wait for us to say yes to him. When we repent, we say yes to him. He comes running. So he offers everything. We receive his love, his grace his forgiveness, his strength, his power to live a godly life. Um, you know, we, we talked about this morning, Psalm 15, you know, mm -hmm. to have these, the, a blameless heart. Um, and, and that's, and that's turning towards him. He is the one, yeah. you know, I said in Hebrews 12, he's the author and perfecter of our faith. So he's the one that helps us start the race too. Mm -hmm. So that to answer your question, that no matter how old you are, no matter where you are on this race or whatever, today is, is the day and just repent receive and then relinquish control give it all back to him trust him run towards him relinquish control also reminds me of hebrews 12 1 of letting everything that hinders us and letting yeah. all that go you know so just relinquish control um but man that that's for everybody and every day like there's times where i will put those three things in practice even though i've been following christ for so many years yeah. that i still need to repent receive everything christ has for me everything i have in him and relinquish control yeah that's really good um is there anything uh a story from billy graham's life that really impressed you as you were kind of studying for this message that you uh maybe wanted to share in your message but uh it didn't quite fit um i kind of alluded to some things i i really did mention all of the key moments that i yeah. that i thought really interesting about Billy Graham. Okay, I will say this. This was actually kind of cool, kind of sweet. Um, so, you know, Billy Graham has been married to Ruth, had, had been married to Ruth Graham for many, many years. She passed away in 2007. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how that made him. He's probably in his 80s at the time. And, you know, he was often gone. Um, There's like, like sometimes six months at a time he was gone. Yeah. So they had, I think, four or five kids. Um, and, and she, I mean, like, Talk about a firm foundation. Like she was just a solid rock for him. Um, he loved returning to her and, and being with her. And, you know, I love how the, the witness of all the kids, like the kids have only good things to say. Awesome. You know, there's no like secret hidden mm -hmm. things that, you know, oh, well, here's the family secrets or whatever. Like there was really just a, a real vulnerability and transparency, even after all, even after a few years that he's passed away now, you know? And so I was really moved kind of by the relationship that he had with his wife. And so there's this one interview where, um, like she is basically saying, you know, man, life with Billy and yes, he wasn't always here, but when he was here and then in the later years, he was like, he spent a lot of time in his house cabin in his later years. And, and so she, she says to the camera, she says, Man, I think I would say maybe 
I mean, life with him has been so amazing. Maybe, maybe five percent uh, that maybe needed to, you know, that wasn't that wasn't great, which is already amazing, five percent. Yeah. But it was really cool to watch Billy and Ruth kind of interact. Mm -hmm. And so Billy kind of looks at the camera and says, "Well." I guess that means, guys, I still have some – he's 80 years old, right? right? I still have some work to do. i got to figure out what that 5% is to work <laughs> on that. And it was, and so then right after that, she kind of looks at him. He looks at her. And it's like a tender, like kind of like they lean uh, um, uh, um, forehead, forehead yeah. to forehead. And, um, and it was just such a sweet moment. So I didn't share that, but – like, you know, succeed at home first yeah. is really yeah. the thing. And so even whether he was gone for so many years, I mean, he could have, you know, think about it. Like you're far from your family for so long, temptations can happen. Right. And, and because of that manifesto that he mm -hmm. did where he was with, uh, you know, others and accountable to others, you know, there would nothing happened. Um, but whether it be that or then after, you know, where he's retired, mm -hmm. so to say, and spending a lot more time with her. That is just a great life, you know, yeah. with his with his family, and so yeah, succeed at home first is right. is is there evident in his life too. So I guess I could add that. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That you just kind of lens because you know maybe sometimes um, we see these uh, celebrity pastors or yeah. just celebrity actors or whatever, and and their lives seem so much different than mm -hmm. ours. But really, if they're doing it the right way, if they're true witnesses to us, we can mm -hmm. see in the, in their personal life, their yeah. family life. Um, they're, they're practicing what they preach, yeah, so exactly. to speak. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. We love you and we're praying for you. And then we, we just ask that uh, you would tune in next week as we finish this series witness. And that's, that's a wrap. wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, We'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.